0: a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. What's up, and welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today I have with me Sarah Anderson. I am so freaking excited about this interview because we talk all things confidence, and you get to hear her story why she's so passionate about confidence, and also some practical ways that you can use in your day to day life that will help you build confidence. I know that so many of you listening to this podcast. Want to build up your confidence and you want to feel like you can do this and really start believing in yourself. And I do think that building up your confidence in these small ways will help you actually live the life that you want while you're in college, not just after college. Like, let's start building this now so you can be prepared for your entire life. You are going to love this episode so freaking much. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here. And today I am interviewing Sarah Anderson. She is a certified personal development and life coach, and she helps young women thrive. And today we are going to be talking about all things confidence. I am so excited to have you on. Thank you for sharing your story today, Sarah. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, Great. So as you know, the audience is mostly college students. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to start off with your college journey. Tell us a little bit about how you chose your college, where you went, and what that was like for
1: you. Yeah, I mean, first of all, all you college students, I'm just jealous that you guys are still in school and the opportunities you have this day. I mean, my experience was great, but I feel like there's new majors and there's things you can do that were not available when I was in school. So, um, you know, enjoy your experience. Um, That being said, my college experience, I actually went to Syracuse University for my freshman year. I grew up in Colorado and just had this um, feeling in my gut that I was meant to be on the East Coast. And that might have been from watching different TV shows that, you know, um, specifically Felicity. I love the show Felicity. Note to self, it was based in New York City and I went to upstate New York, so nowhere close. But in my mind, I felt like, you know, a lot of my friends were going out of state and I really wanted to have an adventure. I've always been um, someone who likes change and newness. And so I felt like, I'm going to go to Syracuse and no one else I knew was going there. They also had the number one communication school in the country. It's called Newhouse. And that's, um, I wanted to get into media and broadcast journalism, you know, essentially be on the news or sports broadcast. Um, That was my passion. So I got into that school, which was really awesome the thing that i didn't realize and this is something i'm sure a lot of college kids also relate to is you know when you visit a school you're essentially visiting a school for a half a day maybe a full day if you're lucky and you're making this four year you know or two year decision based on that little visit Which, looking back, I'm like, I don't know if that's really the way. I mean, I should have probably spent a whole week at Syracuse, but how do you do that, right? Because when I visited in my spring break senior year of high school, it was a glorious, sunny, beautiful day in Syracuse, New York, which does not happen very often. I did not realize that. I mean, I did. It's in the upstate New York area. so. But the day I visited, it just painted this, like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be my life here. It's beautiful and sunny, and the campus was great. Um, so I was really excited to go, <laughs> and then I went to Syracuse, and um, it is a school that attracts a lot of East Coast people. So people would actually ask me like, "Why are you here from Colorado?" Everyone on my floor was from Connecticut, New Jersey, New York. Not that that was bad, but it made me question like, "Did I should I not be here?" Um, mm. You know, because they were all closer to home, and I had taken like this bigger leap. That being said, I loved my classes freshman year. Um, the campus again is. Such a great campus, and a lot of school pride. Big sports school. Had an awesome freshman roommate. Then it turned winter, like full winter. And Syracuse is a very snowy place. Um, again, did not visit during the winter. Visited in April, so had not really understood what a, a Syracuse winter was like. And I really felt like I fell into seasonal depression and felt very stuck and not motivated, which was very unlike me. And everything was inside. And growing up in Colorado, as you know, it's a very outdoor, sunny place. I didn't really ever experience what it's like to live in East Coast winter, like I said. So I struggled starting, like, second semester. Um, And I think the biggest lesson I took from that is I was so afraid to tell people I was struggling because college is meant to be this, you know, all my friends were at school and everyone's pre-social media. was, like, AOL instant messenger. Posting, you know, statuses like that. They love their school and they're having the best time. And it's not like I wasn't having the best time, but it just didn't feel like it was the right fit for me. And to admit that after you spent all this time, like I bought so much Syracuse stuff and I had, you know, been so prideful about it. And then to say, like, I'm not happy here was really difficult for me. Um, So that being said, I did, did end up transferring, which I felt like a complete failure. And, you know, we will talk more about that. And I was actually like more, I had moments where I was thinking, I would rather, and this is again, part of the confidence, lacking the confidence to understand, I was willing to stay at Syracuse and be miserable to avoid what people were going to think of me transferring. Like, that's how much I think the college decision can impact, um, which I'm sure everyone listening maybe has felt that way. And, you know, just this comparison. And It wasn't, you know, my parents had to remind me like, you're the one living there every day, like who cares? But in my mind, it's just where you go to school, especially nowadays with social media, it's like projected everywhere. So if you end up making a decision that you didn't like, it's just, I don't know, it just felt very, again, like a big failure that I made the wrong decision.
0: Yeah, and so, it's like you, you no longer fail on your own. It's like you fail in front of everybody. Everybody, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like,
1: oh, you didn't like it. And kind of like maybe judging you. And it's all based on projections that I had in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but that really, you know, again, looking back, I'm so happy I did transfer, but the decision to do that was really difficult. And I'm sure there's people who are listening that that resonates with, or they are transfer students themselves and are so grateful they took that leap. Um, I honestly think there's a million colleges I would have been happy at. And I think th- feeling like there's one fit for you was really narrow-minded when I was going through the process. That's something I would totally do different. But long story short, I ended up transferring to Boulder and decided um I'm from Colorado, did not grow up near Boulder, and but thought being close to home and maybe having a little bit more support would be good because it really wrecked havoc on my confidence and just myself when I did this transfer. And then I realized, okay, now I have to start school again. Transferring doesn't mean it's going to be great now. I had already gone through freshman year meeting new people and starting over, and I was doing it again as a sophomore, um, which, you know, was pushing um, my confidence even more to put myself out there again and to be like, oh, I transferred. And everyone's like, why did you transfer? Um, I was so excited by second or when this first semester ended sophomore year where I had made friends where people stopped asking me like why I transferred. I was like, can we move on from this? (laughs) Um, So once I got to Boulder, like I said, it was a much better fit as far as the campus was everyone's active and outside on the weekends, people are hiking and the sun's out. I just felt like I fit better and I met some really great people. Um, I actually had joined a sorority at Syracuse. And once you join a sorority or fraternity and, and pledge, you can only be in that one. So I took the risk and um, went to the the same chapter or the organization at Boulder. And it turned out to be the best thing because it like randomly was probably if I would have gone through recruitment, I would have chosen the same one, you know, that I was just kind of forced to be in, which I made most of my best girlfriends that I'm still friends with today. Um, but again, they were all like, "Oh, you transferred. You know, I didn't have that freshman year at Boulder to start with that group of friends or to have that experience. So overall, the transfer decision was really positive, but it didn't mean it was easy if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up graduating in 2004. I majored in communications, um, which I loved. I loved my experience at Boulder, I loved my classes. I definitely did not want college to end. <laughs> Doesn't mean it was all perfect, but I'm a love I love to learn, I love the community. I loved living with my friends. I just feel like college um is just such a special time in someone's life if you you know do make the most of it and put yourself out there that I would have been a student as long as my parents would have let me <laughs> yeah. um so yes, yeah, so that was my college experience. I did spend one semester abroad in Australia, which I loved, and again um, that really boosted my confidence to take that risk and do an abroad program. I would encourage everyone in, in college, if they have an opportunity to travel and study abroad, to do it. Um, I just feel like, again, like I said in the beginning, there's so many opportunities in school that are available, which, you know, is something that I, I felt like I took advantage of, but looking back on it, I could have even, you know, gotten involved in more things.
0: Yeah. Oh, so fun to hear your story. And, oh, there's so many things in there that I want to dive deeper into. Um, I think one of the things that you first started out with was that students that you work with now, you feel like they have so many cool opportunities. Is there any opportunity that you've heard about that you're
1: like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known about that or they would have had that when I was in school? Yeah, I think the entrepreneur programs that are popping up in colleges, there was really, there was business schools, obviously, but there wasn't this focus on entrepreneurship. And I have clients or I know programs that you can just literally major in entrepreneurship. And, they te- and that blows my mind because as an entrepreneur, I'm, you know, really self-taught with what I'm doing and the fact that you have an opportunity to do that at a young goal and start of their own businesses is amazing.
0: I completely agree. Oh my gosh. I'm the same way. I am also interested in entrepreneurship and yeah. innovation and what does that mean and how do you create change that's going to positively impact the world mm-hmm. and how do you get creative and all these ideas. But yeah, um, our, um, so yeah, University of Colorado Boulder has. So many opportunities. They've got free money that they just give out if you have if you pitch your idea. Mm -hmm. It's incredible to like let you play and fail with some support, so that way it's okay. It's part of the process to try new things, and some things are going to work, and some things are not. And just even that philosophy and that mindset that you can develop (laughs) is amazing. Amazing,
1: (laughs) yeah. And to your point, you know, like when I majored in communication, my mentality was this will get me a job, right? I will go work for someone who's already created something that doesn't mean that's not right or wrong. That's perfect for a lot of people. Yet, knowing myself, I've always been a self starter and an entrepreneur. So the fact that that would have been available to me, I would have used my communication major skills, but also done something with entrepreneurship and created something, right. Um, And, you know, I think that would have just been beneficial for my overall career path after college.
0: Yeah, and I think there's two things like kind of lessons there on both sides. It's like, even though you didn't have that experience, you're still able to be an entrepreneur and create new things. Yes. You're just kind of having to learn it in a, in a very different way, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, So I think that's like really the message of this podcast. It's like, like, learn all the things that you can in college. You're spending so much money and time already investing in this. Yes. Get everything that you can like squeeze that sponge out. Sweet,
1: <laughs> like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, yes.
0: Yeah, like you're already paying for it. Like use all of it. Um, now we have to invest on our own or say, is this thing worth it? We have to do a ton of research. We're reading books and podcasts to learn how to do this thing. And yeah, there's just so many opportunities to take advantage of on campus. And too, I think it's cool that you've also shifted. It's like, you're using your communications degree, but you're not necessarily doing communication in the way that you probably envisioned. So it's okay to like change and mold as well.
1: Absolutely. And that's the other part, right? Is this um, similar to my point of like, there's one college choice that's the right fit. Also, there's one major and that's going to be one job for life. Both of those have, you know, I've realized that's not true. And part of going to college is being able to explore different things and maybe realizing what you thought you wanted to do isn't what you're going to do, or you're going to use your degree in a different way than you thought. And that's okay. That's actually what, you know, college is also for is it's not this one path, one, you know, one, two, three step for every single person. It can be all, all different ways.
0: Yeah. And I think that's also, ah, there's so much here because I think for me, I went in so close-minded of like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what my major is in. And once I picked it, which was very like, you know, when I first applied, I stayed with it until middle of my junior year. And I was like, shit, like, this is (laughs) not for me. Like, what am I doing? And then, and then it was only then when I realized absolutely not, it was so It was crystal clear. And I had no clue what else to do because I had never explored or even Mm. thought about something else. And so, yeah, just being open-minded,
1: you know? Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, with a lot of clients I work with who are younger, they'll be in eighth or ninth grade and they're telling me, you know, what they want to major in. And I encourage them to explore that, but I'm like, what? But it's because they have access to more to see. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the crazy part too, is like you said, if if we focus and get narrow-minded and are open to other opportunities, even at a young age, it, it does kind of limit what you are um exposed to if you just get stuck in that one idea so I encourage all you know everyone to be just more open and you don't know the path it's going to take and to let it unfold yeah I love that um
0: awesome well I think we talked about a lot of things around your college experience so I Mm want to dive into confidence and this conversation that we've been talking about um uh, oh my gosh, this is such a near and dear topic to me because I my confidence has pretty much been pretty much non-existent <laughs> in most of my life. And it was it hasn't been until recently over the past couple, maybe like two to four years-ish. There's been kind of some progression that I've done a lot of self-work around. So awesome. um, and it's also something that I see in the students that I work with on the day-to-day, um, students that I've talked to um, through the podcast. Uh, who listen to this podcast? They want to improve their confidence. So I'm super excited to have you. Um, to get started, what does confidence really mean to you, and what does it feel like to even be confident?
1: Great question. And I think to your point, confidence—it's one of my biggest passions to talk about and work with with my clients. And most, you know, of my younger clients, their parents will tell me we just want her to be more confident. And the older girls will say, I just want to feel more confident. And I do think it's important to ask ourselves, what is confidence to you? Like it's not, it's a word, but how do you know when you're more confident? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Um, For me, my journey with confidence being a natural people pleaser and someone who was always looking for outside validation, confidence to me has been based on self-acceptance, hands down, Mm -hmm. accepting myself for who I am, you know, awkward, imperfect, You know, awesome, all the things that I'm really the acceptance leads to being confident. Um, When I wasn't confident, it was because I was rejecting myself and always judging myself and always criticizing myself and putting on this outer, you know, mask that I was quote unquote perfect. While on the inside, you know, there was no confidence there. So it was a false confidence where I think if you have true confidence, it's this um, peaceful feeling of knowing that, like, you like who you are and you're okay with who you are. And, you know, again, you accept who you are, yet you're open to, to growth. It doesn't mean there's this like, this is who I am and that's it. It's more, um, you know, how the feeling that we all want other people to give us. When someone accepts you as a person, it's the best feeling, right? It's freedom. And that feeling of giving that to ourselves is the confidence that no one can take away from you. So that's the other part from confidence is it's really innate on the internal qualities versus this confidence of, you know, acting a certain way and being confident. And I think we know a lot of people who we could just see and be like, Oh, they're so confident. But are they really? Cause do we really know like what they're living and what's going on inside of them? Um, so I'm really more interested in that inside out confidence versus just the outer um, fake confidence. Like I call it.
0: Mm, yeah. Ugh. I want to zoom in on this word and like expand it a little bit more mm-hmm. when you said freedom, because that word just really resonated with me for some reason.
1: Mm. Yeah, when it
0: comes to confidence around freedom, you do have this sense of freedom, yeah, as you get like deeper self confidence.
1: Yes, yeah, oh, that's and so isn't that what we're all searching for? I mean, isn't that it's like first looking at what prevents you from feeling free, and it would be my parents' opinion, this person liking me, failure, all these things, and so facing. Um, all those internal conflicts are the key to growing your confidence. Right? Confidence isn't something that you're just walking down the street and you hit a tree branch and you bump into confidence and you're like, oh, there it is. Right? It's it's something I that we have to. I wish. Trust me, I would bang my head against that tree all day long. But how you develop confidence? It's again the word develop is it's developing. It's always developing, and it's not something you can do by. Sitting in your room and doing nothing. It's putting yourself out there. It's taking risks. It's like you said in, um, before, failing. Um, all those aspects are how you develop confidence versus, I think, how a society thinks, you know, be more confident. Like, what does that mean? Right? Like, and I think that's what a lot of college kids struggle with too, is they think it's something um, that's outside of them. I just need to be more confident and, you know, pretend. Doesn't mean you, you can't kind of fake it till you make it in some instances to get you there. But it's the inner work, and it's really liking who you are and accepting who you are, and then you're just automatically confident because you're just being yourself. Yeah,
0: I love that. So, how do we do this? How do we? (laughs) (laughs) So, since we can't just magically find this and like turn the light switch on,
1: I know. What do we? What are the steps to getting more more confident? To being more confident. I think the first step is really defining what confidence is to you really getting clear on again, what the feeling is, who do you see in your life that you have as someone that just exudes confidence that you believe is really confidence So getting clear because again, confidence is defined in all different ways. So before, you know, you, you have to know what the experience is going to be before you start on that journey, right? So it's kind of starting backwards. So What's the end result? What would, com- what would you as a confident person look like? What would that feel like? What would you be doing different? Um, so it's that reverse engineering idea. So step one, define confidence and know what it's going to feel like at the end when you're there. And I do this a lot of with my you know, clients. I'll say, you know, close your eyes and picture like what confident Sarah would look like. And the way they describe it is all the things that they need to work on right? So it's not like, oh, I picture myself just being more confident. I mean, some will start there. And I'm like, okay, you're defining it with the def- with the word. Great. Well, what do you feel? <laughs> yeah, I keep going right, deeper. <laughs> but they've never really thought about that. Because all the word confidence is so almost overused that they're like, I just want to be more confident. Well, what, what is that? Right. So um, that is a huge, you know, foundational starting point. And then I would say for college, um, you know, I think college is the first time that you're away from your family, most likely. And maybe you start to challenge some of the views or things that you want to explore that are maybe different from your upbringing or different from what you've been told to be. So I would start looking at these limitations. For instance, when I was in Syracuse and decided to transfer, my confidence was really shook up because I was so afraid of what other people were going to think of me. So I was letting this idea that I need everyone to approve of what I do in order to be confident. Right. So I had to take a good look at all these limiting thoughts and um, that were in the way of me being confident. Um, so, again, starting from the inside out, what is preventing you from being that person that when you close your eyes and think of confidence, what's preventing you from that? And most of the time it is what someone else thinks of us or what you should be doing or the fear of, you know, failing or making a mistake or showing up in having someone make fun of you or all those things get clear on each one of those. So you can face that head on and see what you're doing to continue to create that in your life. That's preventing you just again from naturally being more confident. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, for sure. And I think I have a personal example too that might help. Yeah. Um, So, so for me, I think I'd in one aspect, I think that there's multiple facets of this, but um, especially in, like in a college setting, there's a lot of um, comparison. Like you were, you're mentioning not only in person, but then you've got this online thing where everybody looks great mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time, all the filters. Ugh, that's one reason why I have such a hard time being on Instagram and stuff. Cause I'm like, I don't really have time to like put myself together and I just don't care that much. So I'm just not going to post anything. I don't know. Yeah. I just uh, I have a hard time with that. Anyway. So one thing for me was, um, for confidence, it would be you know, feeling really good in my body. Mm -hmm. And and I think for me, the the things that were getting in the way that were really limiting that for me was the fear of judgment of other people. Um, So I can remember a time I'm about to get real vulnerable, but I remember a time it was over, well, really multiple years. um, And I think there's so many of us (laughs) who are listening to this, who probably have done this before, but without saying it, where you look in a mirror and you literally pick apart every little piece of you. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, uh, this, these jeans don't look good. Um, like my, like stomach is hanging over this or like this shirt doesn't feel right. It doesn't flatter me in the way that I want. Um, oh, it doesn't hide this aspect of me or, you know, and we're just like turn and twist and you're just like, Oh, like, ugh I feel gross. Or I mm-hmm. like these negative things. And it's this inner and outer kind of thing that's happening. And So for me, feeling good was confidence in in my body. And I wanted to feel good in my body, but that didn't mean being a certain size. It meant actually taking care of my body because at the time I had it for so long. I was drinking a lot. I was eating the shit. I didn't work out on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started changing some of those things that I really started feeling confident in my body. And again, it wasn't because... I had lost a ton of weight. It wasn't because I looked, I mean, I, it was actually helping. I mean, like me change my body, but of course. I started to feel good in my yeah. body and I started to feel more confident, not because I felt like I looked good, but I just felt good. Yes. You know, uh, yes. it just, it was such a powerful moment for me. And I think changing my body really helped
1: me start to change my mindset around confidence as yes. well. I love that. And to your point, you feeling good is only you experiencing that. You're the one who knows that versus looking for someone else to make you feel good because they're like, "Oh, you look so skinny in those jeans. Great. That's like a instant feel good. Maybe you're confident for a second and then you go back because you're the one telling yourself that you don't. Or you know, again, to your point, confidence is built from the inside out, um, which is what you just said. And I love the term having a confident lifestyle. And a lot of that includes for college kids, having self-care and taking care of your body, right? I know college and trust me, I partied my ass off. I had a great time there. Were, I you know, definitely had moments and that way I took better care of myself and other times I didn't. Um, but college is the first time, again, that you're away from your home-cooked meals from your family, you're away from that routine that's been given to you since you were in kindergarten, go to school until this time, then you have whatever, and then you, you know, you're creating all that for yourself. So it's up to you to create a lifestyle that feels good for you. That's based on confidence, right? If you accept yourself and love yourself, you're going to do things that make you feel good. So that you know is that's what college is there for, right? Like kind of trying on different hats, trying on different friends, trying on different activities, and notice where do you feel good? Where do you feel that freedom? Is it with this group of friends that you actually feel you can be yourself with, and you guys are all really showing your authentic selves, or is it or Is it with the group of friends that you sit there and you're in your head the whole time, you know, almost like biting your nails because you're afraid to say something because they're going to judge you, right? So it's like all those choices in college go back to you being empowered to choose this lifestyle. And college, again, presents all people from different walks of life, all different backgrounds, all different opportunities for activities, majors, parties. I mean, all these things that, you know, part of, again, when you asked me to come on and talk about this is being okay with stepping into the unknown of a situation that you don't even know if it's going to feel good. And this is more, you know, I don't want you to just step into a situation of going to a party and, you know, doing some drugs that aren't, I mean, this is, you know, when I say unknown, I'm thinking more like positive ex- situations and experiences. Um, Cause I guarantee you that's not going to feel good if you do something like that. Um, and just really getting to know yourself of when you feel most yourself. When you feel most yourself and you're accepting yourself, there is no way you're not going to be more confident. Mm,
0: I love that. And I, I yeah, I just want to like harp on this noticing piece. You're so right. It is, you have to pay attention to it. And I think that is something I totally missed in
1: college, <laughs> yep. so. which a lot of, you also have to remember, you know, in college, you go into college, what at age 19, 18, depending you know, we're still children in our heads and your brains, we're, we're still being led by our emotions. We haven't developed our frontal cortex to actually have that noticing piece as much. What we do is be more, Oh, this feels good when I, you know, get drunk. So I'm going to keep doing that without having the frontal part being like, okay, that felt good. But then remember how bad you felt after that's still developing. So it's also being, you know, patient with yourself, knowing you are, you know, still a kid in your brain or getting towards that adulthood. Um, and that's why college is so great to, you know, have these experiences to see what works and what doesn't work and to know, get to know yourself better than you ever have before. Mm, I love that. So I would say one exercise I did with a client and I look back on my college experience is go through like a day in the life of what you're doing and notice how you feel in every situation. Right. So I remember at Syracuse going to a fraternity party. It was awesome because it was my first fraternity party, but I felt like. I just wanted to be invisible. And I was like, oh my God, I don't deserve to be here. Um, That also could have been some nerves, but I was not being myself because I was just so nervous and wanted everyone to like me. And so that wasn't a good feeling in my body. Right. And then when I went to join my sorority, I actually remember the feeling. I was like, this feels really good. Like I was laughing. I was being myself. I was around other girls who I just felt connected with. I was relaxed. I felt more free. So that is an example of something that, you know, there's my body telling me this is going to produce more confidence in you because you're being yourself. Same with with classes, same with when I was eating certain things like stuffing pizza in my mouth at 2am, you know, felt great in that moment, maybe, but it also like didn't result in a better feeling the next day. So that would be an example of me teaching myself and being compassionate, like, hey, that's okay once in a while. But That's not going to help your confidence because you know that's not really making you feel good. So, the lifestyle you're creating on a daily basis, look at all the areas of your life, knowing that your routine and what you choose to do is up to you. That's the freedom. There's really no one to blame. I mean, yes, maybe your class is an 8 a.m. class and you don't get to choose that time, but so much of college is this freedom and taking responsibility for what you create is your own to create. If you don't like something, then you get to change it. If you don't like how you feel or your confidence is being shattered by the people you're choosing to be around, then you get to change that. Yes. 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 Take ownership of this. (laughs) Take ownership of it. Yeah, (laughs) for sure.
0: Well, anything else as far as confidence and how we can build this? I think one of the things I love is this practical tool that literally as a student, you can literally do this. I mean, maybe not right now
1: with the coronavirus, I know, I but know. like, you know, it's okay. Um, Look <laughs> like at maybe like a day in, I don't know, January and think about what you were doing and go through like, you know, that day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Reflection is so great. And sometimes we need a little bit of space from experiences too that can help. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great idea. Reflect on a past a day or two, or even just the past semester. What stood mm-hmm. out to you is really sure. like, a, you know, something that, did make you feel really confident in yourself and, um, or what didn't, um, mm-hmm. and then, and pay attention to that. I love that. That's such a great strategy. Yeah. Yes. So anything else as far as confidence
1: and building? Um, so let's say, I would say just to recap, so I am clear in my head too. So step one, redefine or define for the first time, what confidence means to you, what truly does that look like for me? Again, it goes back to self-acceptance and that freedom feeling and being who I am. Step two is look at, you know, close your eyes and picture yourself being more confident and then backtrack, reverse engineer, what is preventing you from being that way now? So write the list out. I don't like my body. People are going to judge me. All the things that are preventing you. And then that's your first job is to face all of those and to work on, like you said, owning it and being empowered to challenge them even, you know, because a lot of them are just our thoughts. It's not even an actual tangible thing. It's our internal mindset. That's step two. And then step three is look at the current life you have in college and notice, go through, like you said, a whole semester or a day. When are you feeling the best? What, you know, when do you feel most confident? What you're involved in? Do more of that, right? Create this confident lifestyle and the parts that you don't feel as good in, or you notice yourself feeling less of yourself. Look at that as an opportunity to change or make a different decision of how you're spending your time because. Those are the three aspects are that confidence is built from the inside out. Outer confidence, I would say, I mean, there's tons of videos. If you want to be more confident because you want to learn how to do your makeup, then go watch YouTube tutorial, right? That's That's the easier part, I think, is that external confidence, because that's more based on like, you know, temporary in a way. I think the internal confidence is the, again, like I said in the beginning, the confidence that no one can take away from you. Um, so, you know, do both, but I think the work that I do and what I would encourage all college, uh, students to do is that inside out work, start from the inside and then you won't even really have to work as much on the outside.
0: I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and I think too, one thing to also just harp on is that this is not easy. It is not (laughs) meant to be easy because if so, everybody would just, well, actually I think people do think that everybody is confident. Absolutely. You know, we all perceive that, but in my one-on-one meetings, I'll like talk to students and literally hardly any of them are actually confident. And even Mm -hmm. if they are, they're kind of overly confident. And I'm like,
1: there's that a the self-awareness really here. Totally. Yeah. There's like, yeah. it kind of like
0: hiding something. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So it's just such a funny, you know, it's such a funny thing. And I would say like play with this. It doesn't have to be super serious. I feel like yeah. it is so, such hard work, but it can change your
1: life. It really, yes. it changed my life hundred percent. And see it as a journey to your point that confidence is you have your whole life to become more confident, to become more yourself. Um, and that's always going to change depending on the situations you're in. Like you could be really confident your senior year of college, and then you start a new job and move to a new city. And guess what? Like that's naturally going to be hard, but don't get not, don't not give yourself credit for, um, the evolution of your confidence and how it's going to have its ups and downs. But every time you have that down, you're, you know, growing in your own self-awareness and using your past experience to be more confident or to know what worked in the past. But like you said, this is hard. This is why most people don't do this work. This is why, you know, in college, it can be easier to, you know, not really be present and check out because you don't want to have to deal with these things. At some point you will. And I think college is a great time to start. But um, offer yourself that compassion and appreciation for the work um, that requires confidence to be built, because I do think it's one of the hardest things as a human that we go through.
0: Yeah. And if you're listening to this right now and you're kind of feeling excited and like, wow, I want to feel this. I want to, you know, I want to be confident. I want to feel confident. You know, I kind of want to loop it back to this freedom piece of like, you deserve to feel that freedom. Mm -hmm. You deserve to feel that freedom and to feel Mm -hmm. that confidence. And I promise you it's worth the effort. (laughs) So try some of these tools out and see what they work with, uh, what, you know, what happens and maybe us two can do another podcast with you on it and you can share about what this has actually, how this has actually helped you. So, um, please share with us if you've tried some of these things and, um, yeah, you can connect with us. And then Sarah, I want to learn more about kind of what are you working on right now and tell us where people can find you.
1: Yes, I'm working on my confidence. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's so Uh, good as always. Same yes. <laughs> That's the other part, right? We teach what we need to learn. So I'm not preaching here. This is, these are things I do on a daily basis. Collaboration. Yes. <laughs> like We're all in this together. <laughs> all in this together. Um, so like I said, in the beginning, or like you introduced me, I am a life coach, um, personal development coach for teens, young women, college girls, boys um, here and there, and young women who are graduating from college. So the whole gamut And I work with um, my clients one-on-one. I also do group coaching and I do a lot of speaking. So I speak at schools, colleges, sororities, PTAs. Um, I love getting out there. Again, there's no better way to build your confidence than face a fear. So every time I've had to do those things, I was, you know, about to pass out, did it and gained confidence because I actually followed through. So um, I do a lot of speaking. And then I also run a foundation called the Grace Spikert Foundation. And it's a foundation that teaches girls how to develop grit through our empowerment programs and our scholarship and we are accepting um, applicants right now so if you are a senior in high school heading to college looking to play sports but you don't have a scholarship that is exactly what we give scholarships to, to honor how powerful sports can be for women, again, to grow confident and uh, learn leadership and grit. I think sports, again, that's why we chose the scholarship Are a great way to um, learn to embody those qualities. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. And my, well, my, don't me to say my information where like, people can find me. Yeah.
0: Like Instagram or Twitter, whatever you're on. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So Instagram, um, Sarah Cooper Anderson is my Instagram handle. It's mostly my dogs and teenage and young women things that are motivational. To your point, I try to post a lot of myself with realness since my business is called the real girl lifestyle. So i um, trying not to, use those filters as much as I probably want to. And um, the foundation is gracebygrit.com. So you can learn about our events and scholarship opportunities there. So, and I'm thinking of hosting, depending on what happens in the fall with school, my goal is to to start a college confidence program for girls. That would be, um, you know, kind of the group coaching aspect of being competent in college and kind of walking girls through that so that be on the lookout for that if you're interested you could go to my website and send up my newsletter to be the first to know
0: yes oh i love that yes it's so needed it is so, so needed freaking right? needed yes Awesome. Um, and then i will also link all those in the show notes so okay, if perfect. anybody has a hard time you like they're like oh my gosh i've missed that it's it'll be in the show notes you can always refer back to it um, go follow sarah make sure that you connect with her and thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so thank excited to be able to me. make this happen. <laughs> it was
1: awesome. I love this stuff and I hope everyone who listened found value in it. And I am, you know, would love feedback or if anyone wants more information, I do do, you know, kind of free coaching calls if they want to follow up on a specific topic. So use me as a resource. I am here to help.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you all so, so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. If you love this episode, please, please share this with another college student, another friend of yours who needs to hear this episode. Also, if you want to connect with other students in this Make College Yours community, please go ahead and go into the show notes. There is a link there. You can also join the email list. I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Wasn't Sarah amazing? Like, oh, please make sure that you follow her and that you connect with her and share how much this episode meant to you. If you have any other questions around confidence or you want us to talk more about it, we would totally love to do another episode. So please let us know. You can message us on Instagram, me at the college life coach and I will share her Instagram handle in the show notes. Please make sure that you connect with us. Thank you all so much for listening and I will catch you in the next one.
1: Have an excellent week.